Welcome to Don't Quote Me On That. One day we will have an intro, but today is not that day. Hi, I'm Kalina. And I'm Eleanor. And welcome back to Don't Quote Me On That, where we kind of talk about movies. And once again, we are talking about the best kind of movie, an album. (laughs) Yes, uh, today we are talking about... I think this is like a nice little full circle because I think one of our first ever episodes was about this man's last album. Mm-hmm. And now we're here. Uh, we are talking about Mainstream Sellout by Machine Gun Kelly. And I just want everyone to know that this was Kalina's idea. And if I had any other idea, we wouldn't be doing this, but I didn't. So now we have to. I Well, I thought it'd be a nice full circle moment. I think we like machine gun kelly's music i'm not quite confident that we like machine gun kelly anymore i do think objectively he's hilarious though (laughs) Uh, yeah but then also this album came out march 25th and so we were like well we by we i mean me was like let's do something um recent and not from 10 years i would like to note that um march 26th is my birthday and also the day that we're recording this um I don't, I'm holding my fucking charger cord like it's a, like it's a microphone. It's not. Uh, anyway, so on my birthday, I had to listen to this album. And I will say it made it more fun, but I don't know if that's a good thing. I gave you the option to listen to it last night. And that's what you said. You uh, well, were I do. was having a crisis last night, Kalina. Was it trying to get out of your plans? Um, I hope no one, lis- no one who knows me listens to this, but I did use <laughs> my sick grandfather to get out of going out yesterday. <laughs> And I told him about it, and he approved, so it's fine. Well, it's okay. Um, my stepdad's grandpa just died, so let's hope he didn't start a trend. Yeah, I... But to be fair, my stepdad's grandpa was, like, 98, so... We all gotta go sometime. Rest and... in peace, though. I don't know his name. I've <laughs> never met the and man. Now we're gonna go into the album. Now we're so okay. So some quick recap: this song, this album, released twenty twenty two, March twenty fifth. It was supposed to be called "Born with Horns," which is also the name of the first which song. Better, so much better, I think. So in the song "Born with Horns," he the line isn't "Born with Horns," it's "Boy with Horns," and I think yeah, "Boy I with that. Horns" should have been the album title because that's just a lot more fun. But I guess I like mainstream sellout better. But like boy with horns was still better than mainstream sellout. Mm-hmm. Also, as Eleanor was talking about on the album cover, like I guess the digital one, um, it, he's like there's a bunch of tomatoes being thrown at him, but like they're pink and like just the I don't know the color color scheming editing they did on that album cover not good. Do not care for it. Like I get it because. I know and took us to my downfall. There's like I think he has a pink guitar on the cover, so like yeah. I appreciate the 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 cohesiveness Mm -hmm. um i just think it should have been bad bad good (laughs) not better good um also yeah i think he could have done the pink in anything else and like i feel like it's also a little on the nose which is gonna also like later who is throwing yeah who is throwing tomatoes at this man i'm sorry all you're doing is being made fun of because you're on instagram talking about drinking somebody's blood you deserve that well, I don't. I don't think this was about the drinking blood thing. I think that's a different thing that he decided. Not to <laughs> I think this I feel was. Like he should have. <laughs> nope. I. 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 Look. I told you objectively. He's a. He's a hilarious man. 
Um, also, he he and um, Travis Barker, who produced the album with him, got born with horns tattooed on them, and then he and then the fuck <laughs> after. And he was like, actually, um, remember how I made you tattoo that on your arm, and now I changed the album name. I will say, I think that um, the downfall of the music industry that is happening right now can be traced back to Travis Barker. I'm really sorry, but I think at some point he needs to admit that he has a hand in all of this. Uh, first of all, he started the whole dating a Kardashian thing. And not that Megan Fox is a Kardashian, but like she's definitely not a regular person. Um, mm. And I just I just think he needs to be blamed for some of this. I, I really, I genuinely, truly do. I'm going to Google something real quick just to make okay. sure I don't misspeak. Okay. Okay. Um, I think that's funny because my running joke for today is nobody likes you when you're 23 because it's Eleanor's 23rd birthday. And um, that is a Blink-182 song. Is Travis Barker is from Blink-182. Ha 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 ha. Very funny. I get it. I hate him. So we could we could blame Travis Barker for that too. Okay. <laughs> a lot of things. To, yeah. So <laughs> add that to the list. But like objectively, that's the, listen, I know like it's a stupid joke that everyone makes, but also it's my favorite birthday joke. Nobody it is. I've been waiting for this. I'm having more that fun with Nobody Likes Queen. You in the 23 than I did with Taylor Swift's 22. Yeah. So. That and, uh, no, that and Dancing Queen are the best ones. Oh my goodness. I know. The the best songs, too. Mm-hmm. But anyway, first song Born, on the album. Born, Born with, with Horns. Do you want to go first or do you want me to go first? I have a good go. five notes. <laughs> um, I'll go first because okay. I feel like we'll probably say a lot of the same things. Mm-hmm. Uh, my first note is I'm not confident going in because all I've heard off of this album was Emo Girl and I couldn't finish because I think that was like the first <laughs> or second single. So I tried to listen to it because I didn't know he was putting out a new album at the time and then I couldn't get all the way through Emo Girl so then I just refused to listen to anything else to do with this <laughs> That's album. That's fair. Um, I thought the themes were good but it just feels very it felt very generic and I, I feel like this is what everyone thought Tickets to My Downfall was going to sound like. Just the most generic, stereotypical, derivative is a word I used a lot, pop punk that you could come up with. And that is what this sounds like. Unfortunately. Um, so when I... Fir- it has a very long instrumental like buildup. Um, and I said, I like how this sounds. And then um, I wrote this note as soon as I heard the first line. I said, okay, he ruined it. <laughs> um, and then... He says, let me, let me pull up the lyrics one second, because I want to know to what I am referencing. Uh, Okay. He talks about how there's no happy ending and like, I mean, you're engaged to make it look, does love fix everything? No. Would I be happy if my boyfriend was like, there's no happy ending? No. I think he redeems himself on that one later, to be fair. Oh, yeah. He, a little bit, unfortunately. Um. Also, I like the line, how much time can I waste feeling the same thing? Mm-hmm. He, he, I think, I think he's a good lyricist. I wasn't feeling it in the first half of this album. And I, I did write down that I feel like he just pulled a bunch of pop punk words out of a hat and then wrote this song because mm-hmm. he said alienate. He said not the one you want. He also said spawn. Mercury is retrograding. Yeah. And like that words. doesn't mean anything. I Not I to like. He was leaning too hard into the no one likes me or understand me, which I like. I do think is a theme he's he's touched on before. And I do think it's something he's felt. 
but I don't feel like here it's genuine. I don't know if you I haven't seen the actual full TikTok video. I've just seen a bunch of people stitch the TikTok video he made. Where he was like, <laughs> no, please don't. There's a bunch. Of, I just feel like it's that. Like he's like a little too self-aware in this mm-hmm. case for it to work. If that makes sense. Like part of the charm of Tickets to My Downfall to me was it felt very authentic as he was making this shift. He I think had a lot of stuff going on. Like like he talked a lot about how to, and I haven't heard him talk a lot about this album. But he talked a lot about how Tickets to My Downfall was. Oh, I was, you know, commercially doing the best I ever had in my life. And I had all these people around me and it and I felt like personally I was doing the worst. And that was when everyone was hanging around. And that felt very genuine. It was very, I don't know, authentic for another word. But like I haven't heard him say much on this album that kind of gives off the same vibe. It just seems like he's trying to lean into that still. Mm -hmm. He's like, I don't know how well, like industry wise, tickets to my downfall did. But he's definitely, like, trying to make this sister album to this, mm-hmm. but it's not... It, it wasn't... It's not working. It's not working. really, like... Like, I can see where the connection is, but it's a mm-hmm. little shaky for the most part. Yeah, and, like... Like, look, I'm sure being famous is hard, okay? I'm sure it's not easy. You already have one album complaining about that. We get it. You can't really say anything new. After you have one album talking all about how, like, the pressures of fame got to you and yada yada, you you don't really... Like, unless something else happens. I'm like, nothing else really happened. You can't really... You, we get it, okay? I, I, I really liked Ticket to My Downfall. And I, I... Eleanor and I said this. I don't think it was, like, groundbreaking, Mm-mm. like, earth-shifting pop punk okay like but i do think he contributed something interesting and i think it was a good album objectively and i think it wasn't just like oh being famous it's hard it was more like the the things that come like like i said like you think being famous would be great and all this stuff but it's all these little things he noticed that like everywhere else was failing which i liked whereas this is like yep it's tough and it's still, like he doesn't really delve into it he's like it's still hard no. and people still don't like me you know yeah, he's like, my brain doesn't work. And I'm like, you know how many therapists you can afford? I do. He does touch on that later. And I did like. Some, oh, some I am so glad that he talks about having a therapist, because if he didn't, I would not have listened to the rest of these songs. <laughs> um, I think anyway, um, in conclusion, Born With Horns would have been a better album title. And I think Boy With Horns would have been the best one. Uh, but the song was the song was OK. It wasn't great. No. Okay. Especially not for an opener. Mm-mm. All right. God save me. Um. Okay. So when I did this, I watched the like lyric videos just so I knew what he was saying. So did I. But it I was not the... easy to follow because the camera <laughs> was moving around so much. I was like am. Like, I think, I'm I reading the like lyrics now, it. and I'm like, oh, that's what that says. I don't think you could watch it if you had like. If you get seized or something, because it just kept flashing. Like even it was I was so having a hard time bad. looking at. Yeah. It. But um, I I saw the word twin flame on the lyric on the wall at the start of the lyric video, and I was like, that that's I just have to I have to go now. But I just again, there's no depth, there's no metaphor. I kind of thought he was a good songwriter before this, and now I'm not as convinced. But perhaps he is a marketing genius because I just feel like it's really hard. Oh, I touch on that later. I think it's I hard agree. to make songs that sound like this and not be like... Because you know what everyone's going to do? Everyone's going to talk about them and say they're horrible. So maybe he's 
maybe he's on to something. I also wrote down that I hope Eleanor had more to say because I don't really have a lot. Okay, here we song. go. In order. I have quite a few. Um, you're not edgy. You're 30. Um, it, the, I think that's because he says, you die, you're iconic. Get over yourself. Um, and then he says, Breaks, breakups are entertaining, which I agree they are. Mm-hmm. Um, and then he says... Um, She's a goth girl. She's a pop girl. No, she's oh, not. We know God. who you're talking about. And and maybe maybe she's a a little goth in the sense that she wears black. Um she's not a pop girl. What does that does that mean she listens to pop? Perhaps. Does she make pop music? No. If she did, it would be better than this. But like she is not goth nor she is pop. Um, and then I said, the sound is good, and some of the words are good, but it is so bad. I'm um, yeah, also, he... sorry, um, say hi, because the government tapped my phone. F cops, read me my Miranda rights. Yes, I wrote that down. Shut up. And then I wrote down, do I need to explain why that's bad? <laughs> Um, yeah, I thought he said she's a punk girl. So he goes, I'm a lost boy. She's a goth girl. She's a pop girl, I guess. And I was like, oh, <laughs> homie. So I, but I also did assume that was a theme because he does have a song later called Emo Girl. So I guess the pop. I guess the theme is he doesn't goth. know what emo is. I mean, that too. But I don't think that was the theme he was oh. intending to. to oh, that wasn't the intention. Like... Oh, also, I do like where he says it's a good night to be high. But then... He says sober again. It's a lie. And like, just pick one. I I just think again. <laughs> I feel like he's spoon feeding us everything. Like I said, I thought mm-hmm. he was a good li- uh, lyricist. I think he does a good job at like giving you the imagery without like spoon feeding it to you. He's spoon feeding it to us here. The song is very simple, but also I have no idea what it's about. And I have oh. one compliment. I was digging real deep for this one. I think he has a good voice for this style of music because it's not perfect which and traditionally in in pop punk i know like you know not not just pop punk but like sometimes you have singers who are famous but not because they're great singers but like i think their delivery and and his voice does suit the tone of the music yeah clean and i have actually we talk about it more with comedians but like sometimes the voice is half of like what makes you good i think he has Mm -hmm. a nice voice i -hmm. think for a lot of the songs the instrumental is really good and i and like that's you know i though there's basically what there's three things to a to a good song good sound with the instruments good sound with your voice and good lyrics usually if you have two out of three the songs will not be bad he has two out of three and sometimes he got three out of three just not for the whole song not for the whole song Mm -mm. it's not connecting for some reason like it doesn't Mm -hmm. sound like his voice doesn't sound bad with the instrumentals but for some reason his voice and his instrumentals aren't clicking no and then the lot the delivery of the lines is just not quite working even though his delivery isn't bad if that makes sense yeah. anyway uh this is the first collab on this album it is machine gun kelly and bring me the horizon mm-hmm. um the name of this song is maybe because eleanor didn't mention that this is the third song yes. on the album yes Maybe. I had higher hopes because Bring Me the Horizons in on it. And I feel like if you're bringing someone into a song, one, you're going to just try harder. You know, you're bringing someone else into the process. And two, it is Bring Me the Horizons. I, I did think they were going to bring a bit more edge to the, to, the, to the sound, which I think this could have used at this point in time. 
Um, I have never listened to Bring Me the Horizon. I know one song, but it's not even um, a Bring Me the Horizon song. It's the main guy collabing with another artist that I kind of like, and I really like that song. But I in no way came into this thinking that would mean I would like this song. Um, I said, I, I only have one note, but it's technically two notes. I said, no, I don't like when they scream. And also, I'm not big on grammar, but you can't just end a sentence with last like that. Um, because they said, I made up my mind this evening. I'm taking the last. I'm taking the last. Drink while my conscience eats me. I'm taking yeah, the last. I'm pause. taking the last. Well, no, no, no. Because then he goes back and says, I'm taking the last. I'm taking the last. I'm ready to let go. And then this time is the last. This time is the last. And like, again, I don't, I'm not that big on grammar, especially in songs. I think rules are made to be broken, but like it did not make sense and it um, did not make me want to listen to the rest of the song. And then he started screaming and I was like, mm, let's move on, pack it up. Well, Eleanor and I had very different opinions. I thought the song was miles better than the first two, <laughs> just off the bat from when it started. I both liked and hated the lyrics. But I did, he, I wrote down, he said, I used to have a soul until I threw it away, which, like, I liked. And then also I was like, that's a little. Yeah, mm-hmm. um, I agree. I did, like, I'm ready to let you go, which reminded me of a, another Machine Gun Kelly song he has, which is called Let You Go. So I, I did, like, I, I did think he connected back to a lot of his, whether intentionally or unintentionally, he connected back to a lot of his older stuff. Um, my tears fall, you don't miss me, quit me out of my misery, which when I read them out don't sound great, but I also, I just, I think again, back to voice and delivery, I thought the delivery was very good. I said, come through Ollie, and I really liked the repetition of this is the last, this is the last. I thought that was... I hated I that. It. I hated that so much. I just, like, I just, I, it, I don't know, it felt too easy for me. I, I liked it because it was awkward, because I would normally, I agree, I didn't, I like, it's a weird way to end it. But I, I like how he did it because he, he kept linking back to it. And I don't necessarily love the he, screaming, but I don't also don't think you can bring in Bring Me the Horizon and not have your man scream. That's his thing. I, so. I, I know. And like I knew that coming in and I was like, I don't think I'm going to like this. And the other song I like with him in it, he does not scream. But I, and I like his voice. But like, yeah, I this song, not for me. And that's OK. I mean, it's not OK. I and I hate it. And I'll keep talking about time. it. But oh, better than the first two, because there's like a it's coherent but like yeah okay next song next song drug dealer um (laughs) i only have three we're gonna let kalina take this one because she liked it um so you 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 could just go ahead i have a couple i have a couple thoughts that i'll i'll share at the end and then we can just move on real quick um well off the bat i said how do you get lil wayne on two songs not one Mm -hmm. two songs two songs this is the first. Um, I said it was almost there, but I wasn't quite impressed. And I don't really know why we need to say put the girl on the end of things. Like, it mm-hmm. doesn't sound good. Um, because he goes, she's my drug dealer girl. And the name of the song is Drug Dealer. And I feel like if he just cut it off at she's my drug dealer, that would have worked. Yeah. Fine. Or, like, perhaps my girl is my drug dealer. You'd have to rework yeah. it a little bit. But, like, something like that. I thought Lil Wayne's voice surprisingly worked well for the song because he has a very distinct tone like when you hear him you know it's him Mm -hmm. um i thought the lyrics were better and then i said i take it back he said the word bay which i didn't like he did but i did like the overall imagery i did still i do feel still feel like we're being a kind of spoon fed the storyline 
but it does give me slight my ex's best friend which is a song machine gun kelly did black bear which everyone probably knows with the like the line about the drugs in her purse and i did like the breakdown i think machine gun kelly does a very good i don't know if breakdown or bridge is the right one but he usually does a bit where like he kind of pulls back on the instrumentals so i liked the breakdown on the first two times he says it's hard to function when i'm without you Mm -hmm. i thought that was nicely done um my first problem with this was when he said my back seats recline i used to ride the train i would rather take a train than drive anywhere unless he's talking about a private plane in which the train is the more eco-friendly option also it's not a flex that your back seats recline he lives in america and the public transportation system is bad that's true um okay here are my things black bear has a song named drug dealer that's better than this and then i'm scared of adderall and then you guys are parents Mm -hmm. and i don't think you need to give up your whole life when you're a parent his daughter is old enough to be listening to this song and say oh wow my stepmom megan fox got Mm -hmm. a couple blunts and percocets in her purse Yeah, but I, I liked when he said it's hard to function. If she I'm got the you. good bag, I'ma pay what it's worth. You see how I didn't write about any of the lyrics that I didn't like? Because they were bad. <laughs> that was on purpose. <laughs> I wake I, up, my head like hurts. Animals. It's been 70 hours on Adderall. Call your daughter. Anyway, he's having a tough time, time, but like he also in one song, he mentions how he pays all this money for therapy and he doesn't go. Maybe go. I thought that was hilarious. I thought it was really funny, but like still. Um, Next up, the best song on the album, unfortunately. It's called Wall of Fame. It's just Pete Davidson talking. And Pete Davidson calls Machine Gun Kelly daddy. And we're going to move on because I'll be here for a while. Um, I think Pete Davidson is hilarious. We He's the funniest person um, alive. He goes, I think the wall's lame, but I want to be on it. which I <laughs> And then he goes, I hope the next song is a banger. I also agree. And he said, what are we going to call the album? And I said, something stupid. Because then the next song is called Mainstream Sellout, which is the name of the album. Yeah. Um, I said, I like this one. I love Pete Davidson. The next song will not be a banger. Um, can I take this one? Just real quick. Can yeah. I take this one? Oh. Okay. <clears throat> I'm sorry. We're not going to like this. Well, by I'm going to have fun. So uh, it starts with, I heard the feedback. I'm a poser with a guitar and a choker. Hiding under sunglasses, I made an album. They hate the track list. And yeah, maybe half of it right now is the way I'm saying it. But he didn't sell out. He just did not make good music. Like, look, Tickets to My Downfall was pretty good. It was not revolutionary, but I think as pop punk goes, it was fairly good. I don't think anybody called him a sellout. I didn't see anybody calling him a sellout. I did not look, but like... Um, and then he talks about how people are like, leave the scene, you're ruining it. And I said, you're not ruining the scene. You're just not part of it. Um, and then I don't know what you're trying to do here. What are you complaining about? You would be a bad mainstream artist, too. What we want is for you to stop. Uh, and then he's like, oh, you sold your soul straight to the devil. What for? You don't have to keep making music. 
Like, you don't. You really, you can stop. Also, what, no, the mainstream is not waiting for you. You know what they want? They want you to stop or go back to rapping. Maybe start more beef with Eminem. I think we would all have more fun if you just started beefing with Eminem again. At least that got us some fun songs. You know what we don't want? You complaining about how nobody likes you. Also, the line, you might be relevant, but just be, you're, half of the reason you're relevant is because you're dating Megan Fox and you won't shut up about eating her blood or like voring each other, okay? Get over it. You're not ruining the scene. You are not part of a scene right now. You're just kind of floating above thinking that everybody hates you. But like, try being better and maybe people would hate you less. Also, I don't think you sold out. I think you think you sold out, which is making your music worse. But like, you can't really say that you sold out. Only other people can say that you sold out because all you can say is that you're trying to make a living. But like, you've made a living. You can stop. Kleena, any thoughts? Well, I don't want to share them now. <laughs> did you like this song? Yeah, I did like this song. <laughs> oh, God. I'm sorry. I, 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 didn't, I, don't, I didn't like this song. Well, I don't think... I like. I can see your points, but I don't think they're fair because... Obviously, we are not Machine Gun Kelly. I don't. We do not hear what true. people are saying to Machine Gun Kelly. I have heard a lot of people say, yeah, he was at least with Ticket to My Downfall. Again, not on this album because I wasn't looking as much. But like I heard a lot of people say, "Yeah, you're leaving. You're ruining the scene. Why you? You should stick to rap." Blah 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 blah. Also, like he, the first album was with Travis Barker, and I think, even though I think he's kind of can't make the the songs that he has been a part of recently are not good. Um, I think if one person can give you the pop punk pass, it's Travis Barker. He was in Blink One Eighty Two. Exactly. Well, I think so too. But every you know, every I saw a lot bunch of people making those making that, and then at the other hand, they were making jokes like. Oh, um, you know, he had beef with Eminem, so he had to change genres. So, like, I totally get where he's coming from with this. Um, and I think in a later song, he says um, I, something about how he only sees the bad comments. So, like, mm-hmm. uh, again, we're not Machine Gun Kelly. I totally believe he's getting that kind of feedback. I oh, like I can drums... believe it. But it's also, like, if it's that hard, just then don't. I don't think that's fair to say. I think if you are... A creative of any sort it's not something you can you just turn off you know what i mean well he doesn't need to stop entirely but like if making pop punk music isn't worth the comments that he gets just go back to rap but i don't think he's saying it's not worth the comments i think he's just pointing out that those are the comments he's getting i don't think he i don't think at any point in the song he was like this is so hard (laughs) and i'm gonna stop he was just like People keep saying this stuff to me. Like, I, I like the drums in the beginning. It reminded me of acting like that, which is... Oh, I do like the fall. sound of this song. Okay, well, I'm doing my notes now, so stop Oh, talking. sorry. sorry. I, let you, I let you go off. Yeah, you did let me go off a long time. Not polite rant, so... <laughs> um, I, I actually liked it. I, I liked the line. I, I liked Leave the Scene, You're Ruining It, just because I felt like we were getting more genuine, whereas before it was like... No, like I before I would have understood your complaints because it felt more like, oh, no one likes me. Life is so hard. But now it was like, here are some like things that people say to me. Leave the scene. You're ruining it. Um, I thought funnily enough, this is the feedback he's probably going to get off of this album. And this is the feedback he got for Tickets to My Downfall, which objectively was better. Um, and I will say before this album, I thought the comments were unfounded of because like, like. 
you can't gatekeep the scene, the music scene. Mm-mm. It doesn't matter what scene you're in. Like, you can't, because, <laughs> like, that's the point of, that defeats the purpose of music, I think. And I think he was very serious about doing it right. I think he was very aware of the fact that he was making a shift and that people weren't going to be happy about it. But, like, I remember before he even started Tickets to My Downfall, he was learning how to play the guitar, and he'd play the guitar on stage to practice. So, like, he... he, he I, I think if they were, like, proper steps to take to enter the pop punk scene, he did try to take them. Um, and I know there was one line, he had, like, a girl in there go, does he, like, does he even, like, play the guitar? I'm like, yeah, he does. He did try. Uh, that, and... that was the girl. Oh, the girl. I thought so. Um, and I also, to go back to when he was just rapping, his rap sound has always been a little heavier. He used to be on yeah. Warp Tour. Like, his rap song, was, like, he's never been a straight-up traditional rapper either. So I don't think him making that shift was so out of left field for everyone to be commenting, this... like, oh, my God, why is he doing this? Not to talk about Taylor Swift, but, like, it does give me the vibes of, like, how when she released Red, it was still technically a pop album, but it, or it's still technically a country album, but it was very pop. But, like, all of her all of her music has, like, for the most part, it's always been a little pop. And for him, it's never been, like, she's never been 100% country. I don't think he was ever, like, 100% just straight rap. There's always been mm-hmm. elements of this. And it's just evolving. And this is the first one that's, like, changed enough to be, you know, officially a new thing. And it's, like, that's just... That's just and what even he then, like, like all the complaints people had about tickets to my downfall, he had rappers on there, and it worked very well. Mm-hmm. We talked about that, and like before that, he was coming into what Candy with um Trippy Red and stuff like that. Which Candy, I don't think was your traditional rap song either. It wasn't quite a rock song or a pop punk song, but like he was he was very clearly making a shift. I could talk for hours about not for hours necessarily, but I could talk for a while about his Hotel Diablo album and how that was. A lot of the themes that he touches on here and, and, and later come up in that album. So, like, it, I don't think it was so out of left field for people to be like, you're ruining this. I just don't get that you're like, ruining the scene comments. No. Also, like, what? I, yeah. Because even if it's bad, he's still contributing something. But I don't think it was that bad. He's definitely trying. And I don't think we can be upset that he's trying. And also, I, I did like your point. Maybe I take a little bit of it back. Yeah, you not were a lot, a but like, I'll look, <laughs> look, that song, I did not like that. That song was really great in my years. <laughs> it just got worse. I just, I think it's because the, it's just the title of the song immediately turned me off. Because mainstream sellout sounds like it's just like a 14 year old boy trying to be deep. And that's like one of the things I like hate the most. I hate the name. Yeah, I didn't want to like the song. I was like. Pl- that's probably I actually probably ended up liking it because I was going into it going this is going to be absolutely awful and it was a lot better than I was expecting it to be. But um I will say Mainstream Sella is not the worst on the album by a lot. So oh, by a mile, yeah. By a lot. I think if I wasn't listening to this for the show, the first two songs would have turned me off. Well, the first song would have turned me off. I think if I had just heard mainstream sellout first and not the the lead up, I think I would have liked it a lot more. I think I was uh, a little bit downtrodden by the time this came up. Mm-hmm. I was holding I, out hope because I like I I did I do like his music and I thought Tickets to My Downfall was uh, objectively a good album. So I was, it was I was holding out hope, and then we get to song number seven, which is Makeup Sex, and then to me the album got better after this. The first, uh, the first, 
I six yes. I think the song. I think there were there. It did get better after this. Do you want to talk about this one? I'm scared um, to let you go first now. Yeah. No. That's fair. Um. So this one. I don't know how much you know about One Direction. But the f- when Zayn left the band, the first song he put out solo was all about having sex, essentially. And this song, that, yeah. this song gave me a lot of vibes about like it gave me. I, what did I write? I said, uh, "This is giving me just left a boy band slash Disney vibes." But I do like Black Bear, and I liked mm-hmm. Black Bear's part. Uh, this does not sound like a healthy relationship to me and like i don't know why you'd brag about that like blackberry says i love chaos i love tech i love toxic i love wreckage go to therapy i'm gonna expose myself for a little bit here i learned that about myself recently but you know i didn't go post that on the internet i told eleanor and then eleanor and i had a good laugh about it Mm -hmm. and then i moved on I'm telling you it now, but it's relevant. It's not like I unprompted wrote a song about it. But I did write, I was I was hopeful for this because he and Black Bear, I think, make a good song together. I think Black That's Bear true. brings a good vibe to anything he's on. And musically, this sounded almost exactly like my ex's best friend. Mm-hmm. But to be fair, that song did work very well that for That song is very good. I will say my favorite thing that Black Bear has ever done is he was featured on an all-time low song. And mm-hmm. in it, he just mm-hmm. sang one of his songs. But it was good. His it verse worked. was good. He said, I'm not going to mess with it. And yeah, I think that's the only, ver- that's the version of that song that I have saved on yeah. the playlist. But um, I liked the line, even when I'm drunk, you're my only type. And please don't break my heart. I know that you might. Um, kind of going back to their theme with my ex's best friend, kind of wrong person, right time or wrong person, but it works. Like we both know this is going to end badly. But we're gonna do it anyway. I he did lose me with the um Bonnie and Clyde line. I don't mm-hmm. like I don't love Bonnie and Clyde references. No, I love Bonnie and Clyde the musical, funnily enough. But that's for a multitude of reasons. Yeah, that's that's just your own personal flaw, I think. That's because Jeremy Jordan's in it. <laughs> but um I don't like I don't really love the romantic the romanticization romanticization. Yes. It's hard. Of Bonnie and Clyde. And also he said, um, are you about that life? Didn't like that line. Um, I also don't think people should be able to say lay pipe. No. I don't like it. I both liked and hated this line. Um, just because the end. but um, And part of it was the delivery. But he goes, told me to stop waiting. I can feel your back breaking. Which I liked. And I think, I think he's mixing rap storytelling with a pop punk storytelling. Which isn't necessarily bad. But he goes, I can see your ass shaking, which like was a bit jarring in the context <laughs> and like the, the vibe of the song. You know that I mean? part was um, OK. Let me just do a little reading of um, face down, blade pipe, waterworks, swam in your pool, backstroke. We both naked. I can see that ass shaking. I had tuned out after laid <laughs> pipe. <laughs> I heard backstroke and I was like. Um, for everyone who doesn't know, I play water polo, and so any any swimming imagery for me is very different. Because anytime I'm like backstroke, I'm like that sounds exhausting. I'm not gonna do that. Um, but I yeah, mean, I you're didn't... not wrong in this context. <laughs> but um, yeah, I just feel like he's kind of mixing the storytelling, which again, not bad. I I do like that he's 
he's not like being inauthentic, I guess, by trying too hard to write pop. But it's just a little bit jarring, essentially. I will say, like, he has a good grasp on how to tell. Like, you know, the mm-hmm. the format is is pretty good throughout all of the songs. Yeah. He like, it's just the sometimes the the specific words and the story itself. <laughs> Don't jive with me, but I do think yeah. he he picks a good he he can tell a story. Um, and a black bear, as Eleanor said, was good. I really liked the delivery on "You make me feel so disgusting," mm-hmm. and I really liked all I have. I I thought Eleanor would like this, so you can tell me if I was right or wrong. Um, where he goes, "All I have is this broken heart, but you can have the rest of me." Uh, yeah, I did not like that. I okay. My thing is like I just. Why are you bragging about your relationship being bad when we all know you're still in it because you won't shut up on Instagram? I don't think every song is about Megan Fox. I don't Megan think Fox. every song is about Megan Fox either. I definitely don't but, like, think that's what people about are, Megan Fox. I will actually, I was, I googled the name of the album because, um, you know, I wanted to get some content ready for when we made this. And one of the articles, like the headlines I saw was, one song even talks about makeup sex, and it's like, that's just the name of the song. You can't really... <laughs> you didn't really dig deep there, buddy. <laughs> Good job, Sherlock Holmes. No, I don't, yeah. think, like, I don't think every song is about Megan Fox. And, oh, like, absolutely not. Was he with Megan Fox when he did Tickets to My Downfall? I don't I remember. think he was, because she was on some of oh, them. Oh, yes. She was yeah. on what, that interlude. But like she, that might yeah. have been early on, so I feel like they're probably still touching on themes... Like oh, and again, obviously, this is, like this got my ex's best friend vibe, mm-hmm. you know. So they're probably like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Obviously, not every single song is about her, and like I sometimes don't songs bragging. don't have to be a. This, I, I don't think I this think, specific song is bragging, but I think there is a, a a genre of song that's just like my relationship is so bad, but we got yeah we, I I lay that pipe good. Well, see, yeah, well, I don't like that. And I, I would agree there is a genre of songs like that. I think he, I think in Machine Gun Kelly's case, in Black Bear's case, in this specific song, it's more of a something people can relate to of a, you know, like I said, a wrong person, right time, or, or like just kind of living for the moment. And I was, I'm going to bring this up later, but a theme he has in Eleanor's making a uh, face. Uh, sorry, uh, I just about. read something and it's for the next one. But yes, your point. But I um I think a theme he he brings up a lot is not feeling good enough, which obviously would come from a relationship or like you know everyone saying you need ruining the scene you need to leave it. So I I do think it's in this instance it's more like I'm not good enough and this might be the best I'm going to get, which I think is something people can relate to. Mm-hmm. Um, in the song he's in in this song he says you're gone when I wake up, which kind of flipped the tables for me on. Forget me too, which Halsey, or she, she, um, he says, I don't feel right seeing you sober. And then however, yes. she says, why don't I ever see you sober? So that kind of in, in this case, the other, that is a great song. Um, the other person's leaving and yeah, actually here's my note. I think a theme for the album is not feeling good enough. Some of that is obviously, I think very directly communicated to him by, you know, comments on the internet, but this is, this song feels more like, I know you're better than me, but that hasn't ne- I do like that this song um, is more personal and less mm-hmm. um, music industry. Exactly. I think I think the more specific he gets about the situation, the better the song mm-hmm. is. Um, and I I like the line, "There's something you're not saying," which again I feel like he he's kind of waiting for the other shoe to drop, but nothing's really been said to him necessarily. And then I wrote that I was not excited for the next song. 
mm-hmm. at all. Um, so the next song is Emo Girl, and Kalina just said I was making a face. It's because apparently this song was supposed to be called Emo Prom, and I'm just, like, thinking about what would have <laughs> changed. It's a better name, I guess. It's a... Do, do we have to talk about this song? Um, I said it was bad. This is the second single for this album. I don't really even have to listen to this song. I'm pretty sure everyone has heard it in some iteration. Um, I do like it, that it opens and, up with Megan Fox saying, I am a god, which is a nod to Jennifer's body. I just feel like we're being spoon-fed again. The only thing I like about this song is that Willow was not the emo girl. So, like, you know and Forget Me Too mm-hmm. with Halsey, how Halsey was the other half of the relationship? I did like that he and Willow and Machine Gun Kelly were both singing about an emo girl. Yeah, they were both talking nice. about Megan Fox. That's a Next joke. Song. I promise you that's a joke. This time it's a joke. Like, I like the... The thing is, I think sometimes the sound is good, but also as a song, it's not. Okay, said, this I song... I think verse was better, but I didn't really listen to it to tell you if it yeah. was good or not. I actually liked this song. So, oof. Progress. Ooh. Um, also, this song is called 5150, and in case you don't know, um, a 5150 is... Uh, it refers to a uh, California law or statute, whatever, um, in which you can get somebody put placed on a psych hold for I think it's three days, a seventy two hour psych hold. Oh, thank God, because I wrote down what does fifty one fifty mean? Mm-hmm. I, I felt like I was missing something. A fifty one fifty is uh, basically uh, a psych hold when that the person who's put on the psych hold doesn't necessarily always have something like to do with it. Basically, okay. Um, I said I'm glad this song mentioned he has a therapist. And then I said, I like this one a little. And I really like this one until it got to the bridge um, where he just says the word confess about 300 times in a row. Oh, I wanted, I had a note about that. Thank you for reminding me because I got to pull it up here. I got to pull it up. Keep talking. Um, but the sound this nice. He says, I like the part where he says, I won't go 5150. Um, he kind of like just puts fifty one fifty at the at the end of a lot of lines, and usually I don't like that, but I did. I like this one. Um, and then he said, "I romanticized all the wrong things for all the wrong reasons." Um, and he said, "Traumatized, so I had to get even." And I spend a lot of time thinking about revenge that I'm never going to take, so I did like that. Um, so if you could just cut the 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 cut it off. The uh, second to last time he says the chorus would have been a perfect song. In this song, um, he's brought up something about a grave digger, which he brought up a couple songs ago. The same song I think he mentioned, Gabani and Clyde. I liked a bunch of these lines. Um, leave me now before I hurt someone else. And then later on he goes, leave me now before I hurt myself. I did like how he paralleled those two. Mm-hmm. I also liked, I romanticized all the wrong things for the wrong reasons, which kind of reminded me of what I was saying earlier, wrong person, right time. Yeah. Like, again, knowing it's knowing it's bad, but kind of just feeding into that more because I guess what else is there to do? Um, and again, the idea of not being good enough and the idea, this time he's taking the this is bad and we both know it, but he's trying to save her, I felt like. Um, I felt like this song could have done with a feature. I was expecting a feature for some reason. I feel like Willow might have sounded, even Willow yeah. would have sounded good on this song. Like, let anybody take the bridge and, like, change it, and it would be a perfect, I this would be my absolute favorite song if the bridge was either somebody else or just him saying different words. I don't know why I wrote down 
because I, I always say I like his breakdowns and his bridges. And for some reason, I said to to look up. I remember I just remember he said confess a lot, but I couldn't mm-hmm. remember. I don't think I paid too close attention to the lines, but he says it's time to confess. Confess why you said this. Time to confess. Confess that you're heartless. Um, time to confess. Confess why you said this. Okay, I confess. I confess. I was jealous. I think again. Yeah, I do think he said confess too many times, but I do also kind of like the the the, the parallels and switching it a little bit. But it it was just a bit a lot at once, you know. Confess. confess, it, confess. Yeah. Um, and then um, my least favorite part of it. Um, he said, I got 52 cards. I drew the Queen of Hearts. Is she a um, card? Is she an emo girl? Is she a pop a, girl? There's an eagle song where they bring up the Queen of Hearts. So, there, well, you got to bring up One Direction, so. That's true. I also got to bring up Taylor Swift, so you have another one in the bank. Yeah, they say the Queen of Hearts is always um, your best bet. Um, my favorite part about this song is um, on the on the genius lyrics page, the annotation. <laughs> In short, the song's title and chorus is a reference to MGK's self-abusive, damaged, traumatized, which are all uh, taken from the song, mind. Or in other words, he feels like he is simply going crazy. <laughs> Thank you. Um, 5150 is also... I'm so sorry. Um, I'm so sorry. I'm ignoring you for just real quick. The person who made that annotation, um, (laughs) their username is George Washington 420. (laughs) (laughs) I had to say that. Um, No, I was just going to say, apparently 5150 is also the name of a Van Halen album. Mm. I don't think that is to what he's referring. Well, I'm sure that's what Van Halen might have been referring to. Well, that's true. So it all it all comes back to California state law. I like Van Halen. Next song. Next song. Um, this was the first single off the album, which I don't remember hearing at all. But it's called Supercuts. Yeah, I did like this one. I like this one too. I think what happened is I saw like the the thing for the the thumbnail for the music video, and I think that's probably why I didn't listen to it. Um, but I was wondering if this might have been like a Lincoln Park Chester tribute because they have a song called paper cut hmm. i did not know that i'm pretty sure it's a song or is it their album two seconds let me double check my facts here my hair tie just broke so we song. will be yes. taking a brief interlude they have a song called paper cut um and i pulled up the lyrics for he has a song called glass house on hotel diablo machine gun kelly does and in it he references a lot of people who have died recently. Mm-hmm. And he says, um, I was just with Nipsey, now he ghosts, because Nipsey Hussle died. Um, yes, he did. Then he said, they talked about how Pete Davidson, that was when Pete Davidson was go- going through it. He w- he wanted to stop like doing stand-up and stuff. So he, re- he talked about Pete, but there's a bad word in that line, so I won't use it. He says, um, look, I wish little Peep and me had spoke, but I can't get that back. Just came from Pittsburgh. I miss my homie Mac. Last time I got off the stage, I looked Chester in the face, but now he's gone and ain't no going back. And the reason I brought up Glass House is because, one, I was wondering if this was a tribute to Chester. And then, two, later on in the song, he says, "Um, I spend a lot of nights thinking I might go to sleep and never wake up. And in Glass House, he talks about how he put his daughter to bed one night and then tried to kill himself in his kitchen. And... um. Just kind of, again, going back to the uh, Hotel Diablo, he touched on that a lot. Is I think Hotel Diablo and Tickets to My Downfall are surprisingly similar. He talks a lot about 
kind of how he was doing well, but also his life was falling apart and how, you know, he, he, he'd he be with his family and be with his daughter and then be alone and want to just not be alive anymore, essentially. Mm-hmm. So We've all my... felt like that before. I would also like to know, I know I'm being mean to him, but I'm also insane. So I have a, I mean, I'm being meaner to him than I should be, but like. I'm glad you said that. <laughs> oh, I, I definitely am, am being meaner to him than I should be, but. In my defense, I I also need everyone to know I'm crazy, so I don't really have a leg to stand on. (laughs) When I when I when the song first started, I thought he was gonna pull a ticket to my downfall. But the song, or not the album, the song, Mm -hmm. because in the song it starts out real slow. He's like, I sold some tickets to come, and then the heavy instruments come in. So that's what he did here. I like the guitar in this. I think this should have been the opener for the album. Absolutely. This also has the best line in the whole album it has the best line i think has ever been put in a song um just do tell um it's i'm a genius could have made donda oh i wrote that down i said i don't think yay is gonna like this one (laughs) i love i think that's absolutely hilarious um i no that's my favorite (laughs) i that's part of the reason i thought i decided this song was so good <laughs> he said i'm dancing on my grave i'm biased any sort of grave Im- imagery mm-hmm. i thought that was good i liked the bridge um he's rapping again i wrote i think he should have opened with this but um this is apparently is only on the album version because when i was looking up the lyrics every other version didn't have the lyrics for the rap mm-hmm. in it so i, I will say uh, there you go Oh, I will say, if, as mean as I was about whatever song I was mean about, I do like in this song where he says, internalized everything's the headlines say. Mm-hmm. I think that's... I think a- this is the one where he said something about the bad, like how he only sees the bad comments. Um, But I, I think it can be easy to be overwhelmed with criticism when you've worked hard on something, especially if you're being criticized and you haven't even finished the thing you're working on. Um, I really, Eleanor and I, Eleanor touched on this line earlier, but I really love the line. I spent a lot of money on these therapy sessions, even though I'm not showing up. I thought that was hilarious. I, I, again, I think it goes back to he's recognizing something's wrong, but also like, sometimes your life's falling apart, you know? You know how Um, expensive it is to not show up to therapy? Those people will charge you so much money. He got he, bank. Yeah, but he's going to lose it by just... You can just cancel 24 hours in advance and usually you don't get charged. Just from a budget standpoint. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, I this is the Machine Gun Kelly I like. I think yes, I do I, like rapper Machine Gun Kelly more than pop punk singer Machine Gun Kelly. But also, I don't think he leans too far into either one that he, he loses mm-hmm. the other, if that makes sense. But yeah, I wrote down I'm a genius, could have made Donda. I said Ye won't like that one. I get why this is on the album. This is the album version and not the version he released to the world. <laughs> yeah. uh, he also said, y'all said I switched genres. I saw the limit and took it farther. And Glenn and I touched on this a little bit. I feel like he kind of exists in a very nice spot between pop punk and rap and like this is just the first one. Well, the last album was the first one that like was different enough to have a new label, but like he just, he's really just doing his same thing, just yeah, a little more. He just, yeah, he shifted, a, like, yeah, before he was just a little bit more on the rap side and now he's mm-hmm. shifted. But he, again, like we said, he's never really been just a traditional rapper either. Mm-hmm. And he says that. He says that in, in his old stuff all the time. I, I, now I feel kind of bad about being so mean to him because I do really like this song. I don't take it back. 
because a lot of my notes on this are the same exact notes I had for um, whatever song I was so mean about. Um, also, I don't think... So he says, demonized just because I was an angel face baby. And I like the imagery, but he has so... Who called him an angel face? I didn't he like has that one. so many tattoos. He has suspenders sense. tattooed on him. I, yeah, I do think he was trying to go for like a metaphor and he so used angel face instead of like... You know, I think he was going for demonized because, I, you know, I probably wasn't what you were expecting to mm-hmm. step into this. But, like, yeah, I don't think angel face baby was the right metaphor. Mm-mm. And, like, I can agree with demonized. The other part I cannot agree with, even a no. little bit. But I thought this was a good song. This was a good song. Oh. Um, Him saying, I'm a genius, could have made Donda <laughs> made up for so everything <laughs> I've ever said. That's just the best line I've ever heard. I and honestly, I, like, oh. I kind of agree. <laughs> the um, next song, I had high hopes for. I had high hopes for uh, more songs than I thought I did, but I had high hopes for this one because it's called World War Four, and World War Three on Tickets to My Downfall. I really like. Is good. Yes. Um, I'm glad he he went with the exact same energy as World War Three. I will say World War Three was a better song. Um, and then he said, actually, I don't really remember any of the lyrics except he said, um, you don't need to go to school. Life's going to like screw you over anyway, uh, something like that. But like, go to school. He said, okay, here are some more rules. Your teachers are full of crap. That's not the word he says. You don't need to go to school. Life's going to kick your butt. That's not the word he uses. Anyways. <laughs> and I heard that and I said, Jake Paul vibes. <laughs> I said, go to school. I was like, you're he's right about life, but go to school. <laughs> you, like, at least, look. You don't need to go to college. College is not for everybody. Finish high school. At the Mm -hmm. very least, get a GED. Do not be dropping out of high school unless, like, uh, there are some situations where it is the best thing to do. For the most part, do not drop out of high school. Especially today. Like, you need, I mean, a lot, most places you need a college degree to do anything Mm -hmm. now. But, like, get your high school diploma at the very least. Um, I do think it's very funny. Um, the second line in the song is, I think iRobot is real, but I'm kind of afraid to say. <laughs> <laughs> Sounds like Eleanor wrote these songs. It, a little bit. <laughs> Next song. Next song, yeah. Again. this I'm reading the lyrics to this song, and I'm going to be mean again, and I feel like I've already had that moment, and now I kind of regret it, so we're going to stop. Uh, well, I, again, how do you get Wheezy on two songs? I think I don't know, but I really name. like the the next song is just a. Yeah. I really like this song. I hated the name. I said it's good, but it was a little repetitive. It was a little repetitive, but I really like it. I really like this song. Um, um, I don't know how I felt about the line. I cut my hair off like Britney. Yeah, I did not love that. Um, but then he said. Wiped my nose like it's itchy, which is funny because of cocaine. Oh, yeah. He has a song. Um, it's called 53666. This is also on his Hotel Diablo album. Uh, again, a lot of themes that he, he touches on. I think the first two songs he just kind of was doing what everyone said he was going to do and just going for very generic pop punk. But when he like leans back into what he knows, it's good. But in 53666, he... Sorry, sorry. The The girl on 53666 is actually an artist that I really like. And I just realized that. Go on. He raps about this girl and like how none of his friends can know that they're together. And like, they're like, oh, they don't know what we did when we spent a a week locked up in a room in Paris. And then everyone in the comments is like, oh my God, he's talking about cocaine. Because he is. But like... (laughs) 
were like, they were like, they were acting like it was groundbreaking. It's like Eleanor and I talked about this with um, Euphoria and how everyone's like, oh my God, why is Rue behaving the way she is? It's because she's on drugs. Do you think Rue's a drug addict? Yeah, that's yeah. the whole point of this show. Oh my goodness. We saw one that was like, why was Rue acting like she was sick in this one up? She was withdrawing from hard drugs. Mm-hmm. The whole point of the show. Um, also, I did write. He he says one line where he says, I'm tatted up. I don't give a F. Yeah. And that reminded me of the euphoria sound. Where somebody's yeah. like, yeah. And yeah. Fez is like, yeah, I gathered that. That's actually Nate. It's when Rue and Nate are it's talking Nate, outside, yeah. the, um, outside the prom. But yeah, in 53666, he goes, um, I hate it when she's gone, but she ain't hard to find. Left her on my desk. She made designs of little lines. That's cocaine. No, that's a woman. I love when goes, my women sit in very straight lines wearing all white. Nope. Mm-mm. He goes, go pick her up. I need to lift my spirits. They don't know that we hook up. I don't let cameras near us. There's some stuff I do when she's around I shouldn't share. Like that week I spent locked in a room with her in Paris. Machine Gun Kelly, we know you do drugs. Cocaine. But that's what Who I'm saying. Are you it hiding was like it he from? was hiding the well, he wasn't hiding the fact <laughs> he was doing drugs. It was everyone else was like, Oh my god, I don't think this is about a woman. Yeah, it's not. <laughs> anyway, next song. I did uh, this song is really fun. I really like this song. I thought you would like Fake Love Don't Last, which is the next song. Because you like nothing inside, which has the same guy on it on Tickets to My Downfall, Eon Dior. I don't think I was right based on Eleanor's face, but I did think she would like this song. I was hopeful because I thought nothing inside was a a good song. Do tell. Um, let me let me. I have a a line, but I don't know to like i have a line oh okay he says watch the movie scene got deja vu because the antagonists look just like that's you and i said line. that's the opening line that is true um and i said you're dating a movie star that might happen <laughs> again i don't think everything's about that. see you and i listen to this very differently because i didn't think about megan fox not once until the end of the album well i just anyway i did really like the line because out of all of your exes i'm the best one I thought you would hate that. I have, I have, you, your brain fascinates <laughs> me. I, I, well, look, if I had listened to this album yesterday, I probably would have. Tomorrow, I might. <laughs> <laughs> I think your man's voice suits the genre and I think it works very well, well with MGK's voice. I liked it. Um, I loved and hated the line, I don't trust a soul, not even dead ones. But um, I, I also like liked, that. all it took was leaving me on red once because same. Mm-hmm. That was very relatable. And I liked, um, he goes, said she don't want to go too fast. Guess the money made her push that gas. So basically, this also helped me clarify what the song was about. Basically, I guess the girl was like, I don't want to move too fast with you. And then moved on very quickly with someone else and had more money. You know, as one does. As one does. Um, I, I wrote mostly also, lines from this song. Nothing else. I also like the line, you still try to call me when you get drunk. Um, mm-hmm. Because sometimes... Um, what, my favorite thing to do when I'm drunk is um, just reply to everyone's Instagram story, like their personal Snapchats to me. And I don't call anybody when I'm drunk anymore. <laughs> but like, every single time I get drunk, I think everybody wants to talk to me. Because everyone does, obviously. Also, like, you're funnier, so you got more content when you're drunk, yeah? Thank you. 
I didn't mean you specifically, but also you Oh, just in general. <laughs> oh, I'm just no. very funny. <laughs> um, Eleanor is the second funniest person in the world. The first is me, obviously. Anyway, he also there's also a line where he says, "Made some bad decisions. Don't regret one. Don't regret one. Me either." And I really liked. I want you to know that you can't come back, because I feel like we made a little bit of a progression. Again, he's like, maybe I'm not worthy of love, and maybe I'm not the best, but I'm not as well put together as I want to be. But like realizing you deserve better than this girl is treating you. So I feel like we've kind of made some progress in his. His understanding of relationships. Okay, one second. Um, can you write down? Wait, wait, wait. Okay, never mind. We're good. We're good. Sorry, I. I thought I, I thought I um stopped recording. We're not gonna let Eleanor finish that thought because we've already been here for an hour, so we're going to speedily wrap speedily. up these last three songs. Okay, dying California. I wanted this to be good because I like the name for some reason. I I do like it when a song talks about California. I had a lot of high hopes. Um, I liked it. Okay. Um, mostly because I think I took a lot of other stuff from it. I didn't like care too much for the features necessarily. I don't think it needed all three of them. Because um, this had, I think, Gunna and then Young Thug, I think. And then yes. someone else whose name is also Barker. And I was wondering if that's Travis Barker's son. Landon says, Barker and, and Landon Gunna Barker. and Young Thung. Yeah. But he says, um, killed the me I used to be, which Eleanor and I have talked about before. Sometimes you have to kill your old self metaphorically to move forward in your life or kill the, the version of you that people think they know or that people have expectations of. It is Travis Barker's son for everyone keeping yeah. track at home. Um, it's the only way sometimes for you to move forward in your life because you just have to you have to i i like the line um i'm miserable even though i made it um but then he said got a house in the hills and i fucking hate it and like you have enough money you can just move oh i okay well i'll I'll get to that part in a second (laughs) he goes someone cut the lights off please um i don't remember what the what the line is at but he's another parallel because he's someone cut the lights off please and then a few lines later he goes someone cut lights off please i don't want you to look at me um he also says, I know that I'm good for you, but you're kind of bad, baby. But I think bad for me would have fit better there. But I didn't mm-hmm. like that line. And where he, and he talks about Cleveland, which he doesn't mostly, it does a lot in his rap songs. So I like that he brought it up in this album twice so far. But where he is now is obviously better than when he came from. And he talks about that, like how he used to drink pipe water, which doesn't sound that bad. But like he's talked about living in Cleveland and growing up in Cleveland before and how he didn't have anything. But also, fame is not everything you think it will be. And Jim Carrey has a quote where he says, I wish everyone could be famous. And then they'd realize it's not what they want. So, Oh, yeah. Being famous probably absolutely sucks. I did like the, um, I have a house in the hills and I hate it because. I like the way it sounds. Of, I think you get, yeah, I like the way it sounds. And also, I think it's very easy to get caught up in that this is the things you do when you have money and you're rich and famous. And then you do them and you're like. Oh, this will make me. Or like you know, people do this all the time. Is this next thing will make me feel better? Is this next thing that will that will fix me? And like, I'm a big believer in the idea that you can't live in the future. You can't you can't live in the when I lose weight and when I have a boyfriend and when I have a house. Like you can't live in that. And so I think it's he did all these things that he was supposed to and that like seemed like the right things to do and he was still miserable. I liked I liked that one, dying California. I liked some of this song, but I do think the, the, I don't features, think the features were, were a lot. Also, yeah. 
Um, why? Not every kid you know needs to be on your album. I think um, I think it was good to have someone else sing. I think his voice were like if I would have kept any of the any of them, I would have kept Mr. Barker's son mm-hmm. because I think his voice suited. And honestly, if you asked me, if you put a gun to my head, I couldn't tell you a single thing that Gunnar or Young Thug, Young Thug said. Um, I know one of them said I got on Prada shoes and Prada tea. It's like. The vibe was like a little different than like Machine Gun Kelly. I got a house <laughs> in the hills and it's horrible, you know. <laughs> I think one of them said, um, "Came gray like Granny." Um, I also talked about Zannies. Okay, well, anyway, the next song is called "Sit in." Oh, sorry, and I wanted sorry, to hate sorry. it. Sorry, he also said he also just said slime. The next song is called Sid and Nancy, and I wanted to hate it because I don't think we should romanticize Sid and Nancy, personally speaking. I just think that's a bad idea. Eleanor? I said, yikes. And then she wore your shirt and saw you cry. That's not exactly peak romance. And then I said, (laughs) if I was dating someone and they put out a song talking about murder-suicide, I would leave. Well, you're going to leave one way or another. (laughs) (laughs) It's murder-suicide. Those are your options. (laughs) I liked the song after We Can't Hide the Secret anymore. I didn't like the lines before that, but um, from that part on, the song was okay. Um, I thought the drums here were fantastic. Um, I don't, again, I don't think we should romanticize Sid and Nancy, but I do like, he did convince me a little bit with the way he presented, he delivered the message, I suppose. His delivery in this song was really good, but um, it is not a message I subscribe to of it's you and me against the world and we're going to die together. I don't agree with that at all. I don't believe in that. I think it's stupid. Also, like, don't commit murder-suicide. Don't commit yeah. suicide. Don't commit murder. Don't commit them together. Um, The next song is called Twin Flame, and the only note I have is, finally... It's the last song on the album. <laughs> I hate the title. Um, I think we've gone back to the feeling of not being good enough. And then in a shocking turn of events that I'm embarrassed to admit, um, it made me kind of sad because it, I was thinking like, just again, back to his delivery and the way he like tells the story. I think he, he, he did a good job here. And it's all these years of feeling bad and feeling like, you know, people telling you're not good enough and you're a sellout and blah, 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 blah. And then someone who, like, is someone you wouldn't even dare to dream. Like, can you imagine dreaming up Megan Fox and being like, yeah, that's going to be my future partner? Because whatever you think about Megan Fox, she's hot, right? She is ideal. That's, like, someone you wouldn't even dare to dream. Oh, that's definitely some some made-up stuff. Yeah, exactly. Like, I wouldn't, like, my even my fantasy wouldn't look that great, right? And she's here telling him how wonderful he is and that, like, they're meant to be together. And I was like, that's... That's kind of cute. And like, you don't believe them, but you want to so badly. Like, you, you're like, I don't really trust that you're why you're saying these things. Like, because look at me, I'm a mess. But like, you want to, so you try. And it reminded me of something I saw Sophie Turner say a long time ago about Joe Jonas. And it was that like, she was, she was really depressed. And Joe Jonas told her he couldn't be with her because he was like, I need you to love yourself before I can be with you and she said having someone who loves you so unconditionally and like tells you how wonderful you all are all the time kind of helps you realize that you are you know that you have things to offer and that you're good and then also in the song he says 
I'll see you in my dreams. And then back to Euphoria, it reminded me of um, Rue was talking about how when her before her father died, he said, if you ever miss me, just close your eyes mm-hmm. because memories exist outside of time. So kind of like you're always together even when you're not together. And then I like the song was almost like four minutes. So I think it was one of the longer songs. Um, but I like where he chose in to bring in the heavy instrumentals because it was a slow song for I'd say probably about half of it. But I thought it was dandy, and it made me really sad, and I really thought I was going to hate it, and I liked it a lot. So that was embarrassing for me. A little bit. I, I mean it. It was a. It was an okay song. I yeah, like, thought like, it was it, too long. It was long, and like, I don't know. I think because of how he told the story, I liked it so much. But like lyrically, it was you know it was. It was okay. It was definitely a very sweet song, I think. I was like, yeah, maybe they are cute. But then I remember um, they'd be acting the fool on Instagram. Oh, I think they're adorable. I think they're perfect for each other. I think they're the same amount of crazy. I just don't think they need to be sharing it. Yeah, they'd be acting the fool on Instagram. Mm Mm-hmm. And everywhere else. else. Um, My favorite MGK thing is when Pete Davidson plays him on the Dionne Warwick (laughs) skits on (laughs) SNL. Yeah, uh, that's always good. I would just like to formally apologize. I stand by everything I said, but then Kalina made me feel a little bit sad about it. Made me feel a little bit mean. I stand by it, but it was a little bit mean. I'm glad you came to terms with that. I just think that at some point, if you really know that it's just something is not worth it, you can you can just stop but also this was a the songs that the parts that i think tickets to my downfall was a better album but this album wasn't horrid there have been i think if you pulled out like three songs out of here i would have liked this a lot better but the first two songs bad emo girl bad and then like like, like, Dying California might have made it into my top three, but again, I have no clue what Young Thug are gonna said, and I don't know really, don't really know what they brought to the song. So, like, it was like that. It was like even the songs that were, some songs were good, but like there was just this one bit I couldn't quite get behind, mm-hmm. or just kind of didn't gel. There were a lot of parts where it's like, oh, this is really good, but then yeah, something just did didn't didn't do it. Mm-hmm. But. I mean, overall, your top three songs. Okay, my my top three songs were uh, Fifty One Fifty, Paper Cuts, and A. Not in that order. Also, Wall of Fame. I have Paper Cuts, Makeup, Sex, and Maybe. And then Dying Kelly is an honorable mention because I I did like it even though I don't know what those other two fellows were doing. I did I did like some of it. I did like Dying California, but I liked parts. Yeah, I I think features are kind of hard to get right sometimes. And Mm -hmm. I think, especially in Tickets to My Downfall, the ones that were there, I think were really good. And like Mm -hmm. the songs, it it was just, it was good picks for the songs. Even Emo Girl, like it's a bad song, but I think having Willow on there was a good choice. Um, That's what I was saying. If if they if I think Willow, if she had popped up on um what came after Emo Girl? Um I don't remember. Oh, on um fifty one fifty. I think her voice there would have been I think. Oh yeah. 
I really well. like their voices together. I just don't think Emo Girl was necessarily the um, avenue for that. No. I think that one should have stayed in the vault a little longer. Or. Forever. <laughs> anyway, we've but been here anyway, for We've been here for forever. Um, my bad, but also not really. Um, everyone be nicer to people. Is the takeaway. <laughs> That's the takeaway? I think it's one of the takeaways. I think the takeaway is um, go to school. Yeah, don't talk about high school. This album was better than I thought it would be. So I do think you should give it a chance. But like not the first two songs and not Emo Girl. But like I don't think we should if judge it off of the singles. Definitely if you don't sit down and listen to it all in one go. Like no. Do like a couple songs at a time. And don't listen to it in order. Mm-mm. Actually, if you're probably better off starting at the end and going the other way, if you're mm-hmm. gonna. But yeah, no, I I was I was surprised by this because I wasn't expecting to. I didn't I didn't like it as much as Tickets to My Downfall, but I didn't think I'd like it as much as I did. Agree. Um, but thank you. We will be back next week where um I might be nicer. I might not be. I probably won't be. That would imply you knew the definition of the word nice. That's true. I'm one to talk. I'm not nice. I'm not not judging you for my high horse here. (laughs) Promise you. Go trust me. I know. We're on a little pony together. Ka-chow. I have been Eleanor. I have been Kalina. And And this has been. We'll see you next time. Don't quote me on that. Thanks for listening. Don't quote me on that. One day we'll have an outro, but it's not today.